I just want to preach on Psalm 46, and, and it's really good for me, this Psalm. It's something that really, the first one that needs to hear this sermon is me, for everything that we have been going through, coming from Cuba to here, and the way that uh, the world is right now. So it's really good just to share with you everything that God has been uh, given to me and for my personal life and for my family. Uh, I'm just going, he has been, pastor has been reading the, the text and everything. The, what, I really, uh, what I really like at the time of just dealing with this psalm is thinking on the way, and I just go to the New Testament and think about, and many of the kids know this story really well, is here is Jesus, here is a master with all his disciples in a boat. And the disciples on this boat, they were just looking around because there's a big storm on the water. And just, they start getting really, really bad on the storm. And they were just start looking, whatever, and, and getting like, what are we going to do? This is going to, to get over our boat and it, it is going to be over everything. The funny part is that they forgot who was with them on the boat. And that person that was with them on the boat, that person was sleeping. They just went there, wake up that master, and the master just stand up, went to the part of the boat, and just stand there, and the storm went down really fast. But everything didn't end in that place. Everything just went. He turned to his disciples and he said to them, what's wrong with you? Don't you believe? Don't you know that I was here with you? How many times in our life we're just in the middle of a big storm and we think that our boat is going to sink and everything is going to be over. And we forget that in our life, there's this master who promised to be with us forever through the Holy Spirit. And we forget everything of that. And when we are just at the same time to sink the boat, then we remember there's that person with us. We just go and try to wake up him. And he just bring everything again back. So just knowing that story, and when you come to Psalm 46, I really like on the way that he started just dealing with this. The verse start, God is. The psalm doesn't start like telling us if your situation is really bad, or if everything of this, or if your life is going wrong, or, or this or that. No, no. The psalm starts saying, God is. And when we just think about why starting this psalm and saying God is, it's because, he's, it's because he's going to tell us many things that he is through all of these situations that he's going to be talking later on, on the rest of the psalm. And we will, we will be going and looking many of the attributes that God is showing us like he is going to be with us forever. He is going to be near us. He is going to calm everything. But 
the, the best part is that everything needs to start in God. We need to always, every time that we're going to be on that boat, we need to remember that everything needs to start knowing that the person who is with us there is Christ. And he has been telling us that he's going to be with us forever. So he says, God is, and now is going to give us the possession, our. You need to know that he is who he is. But it's not something that is really far. It's something that is ours, near us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It's not something that can help you tomorrow. It's not something that one day can be near you. It's something that is going to be present with us now and today. And he promised that because he is everything that we know that he has been described himself in in the whole Bible, in the, in the whole te uh, Old Testament, he has been just always declaring who he is. I am this, I am that, I am, I am, I am. And we have been just looking into all of that in many of the passages. So he's just saying, I am this, but that is ours. So he's making the, the point that it's not something outside of us. It's not something that we need to try to find or, or to... Uh, how may I buy that, that thing to try to make it mine? No. You belong to him because he was the one who died on the cross. And he was the one who was gaining everything for you. So he, he is your possession. But he is your possession by grace. So he is our present help at any trouble. So if you today are thinking that the world is going really bad, the situation is really bad, war there in Russia and here and there, the world can collapse and this and that and everything you can think about. All the news, when you turn on news, they are not, they're not singing their happy birds. They, they're not doing that. They are telling you that the world is bad, everything is really bad. Someday I hope that all the TV, what they will be doing is singing happy birthday to all the American people. And that would be really good. Then people will just go and turn on everything. Oh, probably today's my birthday. Let's see if they just sing happy birthday for me. But they're not doing that. Everything that they are doing is fine. And here they kill five. There they kill seven. Here they destroy this. There they're doing this. And they are trying to, to tell you how bad is this world? And for us as Christians, as soon as we just go and do whatever that on Facebook or whatever, Twitter, uh, the news, everything, the first thing that we just go and turn and say is, you see, this is really bad. Then now, verse number two, it is going to start defining how bad is the world. Or how bad can be a situation in our life? Then he goes and says, therefore, uh, uh, therefore will not we fear. He's telling us you cannot be fear. Though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. What do you think if, if you just stand outside and you see 
and start looking at mountain, just a mountain going like this, moving, or just the, the, the front road here start opening. If we with a small problem, we just start crying and everything, and it's like the end of the world. What would happen if you just see a mountain moving? That would be like, it's the end. God is coming. Just everybody start looking to see what is going to happen. So he's putting there a really difficult situation for us. It's not like we're losing somebody or somebody's sick or this or that. No, it's something really complicated. The worst situation that you can imagine. He's telling you there will not we fear. That's really strong words for us today. Continue in verse 3. Though the waters therefore roar and the trouble, though the mountains shake, will the swelling therefore. He's telling more. He's not telling about the water. If, if you just go and start asking, people are going to Africa here and there. There's no water. The water is with poison and this and that. And people are just trying to get uh, everything when people are coming from the States to Cuba, first thing, everybody goes like, do I need to, be, to bring a filter? I need to, to drink the, the water, the filter water. And everybody's, do you need a bottle? Don't, don't drink the water from the sink. Don't do this, don't do that. Everybody's talking about the, the other word can be about the water. Because people, people are thinking, you know, water is really important. And he's talking about all of this. You can miss water. You can, you can see everything of these mountains shake. And then it goes in verse 4. And talk, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. If you just go and, and think... At the beginning of the Bible, and this is something that is really interesting. At the beginning on creation, the first thing that you will see is that in the, mid, in the middle of this garden, there's a river. And the river was just going through all the garden and everywhere. That river was giving life to the garden. At the beginning, raining was not something that, we, that they had there. It was just the water was going and... Water was coming from the, from, the air, uh, from the land up, and it was bringing that kind of, uh, the way that, that they bring water to the plants. It was like that. It was not like something like we do today, that the water needs to come from, from the top to the top down, and they were not waiting for raining or something like that. It was that river. And river in that, if you think in that situation, a river... The river was like life. That was what was bringing life to all of these people. And all the plants were really happy. When the kids just see a little cartoons, when they come and they put water on the plants, the plants start like dancing and everybody's really happy. Just imagine the same situation in the garden where you see that river just getting really happy because the water was coming. But that's not all. At the end of the Bible... In Revelation, you go and you see that from the throne of God, there's a river running out of him, and all these branches are going all over the place. 
all of that water just going out. We can see that water in all the Bible going like the Father represents in Jeremiah 2.13 water. The Son represents water. The Holy Spirit, John 7.38, is going to, to bring in inside of us water, living water. What is going to run inside of us is living water. Jesus was talking to a lady, to a, a Samaritan, and, and, and he was asking her, like, can you give me water? And she was like, well, probably, or this or that. And he was, if you know who I am, and I will give you living water, then you will be asking me. And, and, and for her, it was like, what is he talking about? You don't have a bucket to get the water and this and that. But the water that he was um, talking to her, it was that living water that was going to flow inside of her through the Holy Spirit. That water in the garden was given life. At the end, in Revelation, is giving life to everybody. And then... In the whole Bible, you see that the water has been a big problem. The, in a lot of the Old Testament places, you see that they were digging holes and making water for the sheets and everything like that. And they were fighting. They were open one here, and then somebody will come and take it, and they will go and open another one, and they, they come and take it and go to and, and do another one and continue the same. That's like the history in the Old Testament. For all of them. So water is a real problem. And then God is saying there's a river. The streams were uh, of she, um, shall make glad the city of God. This running water is going to bring peace to the church of God. This living water needs to be uh, bringing um, happiness and everything for us in our souls. We need to be confident in God. Because we need to know that he's the one bringing for us living water. So the city of God is going to be happy because they will have God in the middle of them. It's not that like they are alone. They're not going to die. He's going to bring that water. And with that water, they're going to be like fresh. And everything is going to be really, really well. Everybody's going at the time of thinking and garden things and going to the, to the stores to buy everything is trying to find the vegetables that have the water just on them and they are fresh. That's the best way of getting everything. Water can, can have it like there. Verse number five, God is in the midst, in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God is with them. And if God promised to be with them, they're not going to be moved. Because God is in control. He starts saying at the beginning, God is our refuge. He is. And if he's there, nothing is going to be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The hidden rage, the kingdom were moved. Now here he's putting something more complicated. And as the kingdoms are moving and everybody's just looking and moving here and, looking and, and moving there. Because everything, we're trying to conquer and doing this and doing that. 
But he uttered his voice. The earth melt. You cannot. We were not there. But if you think. When Moses. Was just there. He was bringing. The people of Israel. Out of Egypt. They have been looking at the miracles. That Moses was doing. That God was doing through, her, uh, through him. You know, 10 things here and there, the water into this and the other, everything. Moses get with the, with the people of God to the Red Sea. When he stands there, everybody starts complaining. You brought us here to die? Those people didn't see that God was the one bringing them out of Egypt. Those people didn't see that the God who brought them out of Egypt was the same one who was, with, who was going to be with them forever. But they just stand there and now they are telling Moses, what, you know, what, what are we going to do? Moses just went there, prayed God. God opened the Red Sea. All of them just went through. But it's not just only that. Can you imagine when they just pass through the other place and they just turn back and they see all the horses and everything just coming in to try to get them? God just closed everything back. And all the horses and everything just got destroyed into the waters. Because one thing that the people of Israel didn't know or didn't realize it that God was the one bringing them out of Egypt. And God was going to be with them forever. And God was leaving them to the promised land. They were in the hands of God. So no matter. No matter what things can be happening today to the church. How governments can be trying to destroy the church. How new policies. Whatever we are facing today in the world. It doesn't matter. God is in control and God is going to be with his church. Sometimes we receive bad news like from Cuba. I'm coming from Cuba. Today in Cuba they are voting because they are going to take the right of the parents to have their kids. So if in Cuba you are not a communist, the government is there voting today. Uh, but because you know how a communist country is, they are going to, to impose that to the people. But they are going to take the right of the parents over the kids. Everybody in Cuba is going like today like crazy. I just, I'm just going to rest in God. Pastor Ryan was showing me some videos from some other places and this and that. People are just having a hard time. Churches are just getting destroyed. Persecution over Christians. The first thing that we need to realize is that even with that, and that's the example he's putting here, how bad can be the world is that God is with them. God is in control. Verse number 7. 
The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. He's repeating again what is in verse number one. He's saying, I am your refuge and your strength. And for the kids and for the parents that were kids too, every time we go to school or we went to school and a teacher was trying to repeat something more than one time, I was just always going and putting like, you know, pay attention to this. This can come in the test. Sometimes we, see, we read the Bible and we see that God is repeating one, two, three, four, five times the same thing. Sometimes we don't pay attention. And when on the day that the test is coming, then we fail and we don't pass the, the grade. So kids know every time that they hear something is repeated more than one time, they just go and mark, this is important. And you see that the teacher just opened the eyes and, and say, or the parents just go and say, important. They just need to go and, that's really important. So this morning, every time you see that again, then you need to go and mark, this is really important for me to know. And really important for me to put in my head, in my heart. God is going to be with me. He's my refuge. Verse 8. Now he's going to, to call us to come to see something. Come behold the works of the Lord. Now he's going to say, here is what God is going to do. So he starts telling us, he is this. Look how bad is the water. All of these situations can happen. But now come and see what God can do. How many times in the Bible we have been looking everything that God was doing? How many times in the Bible we, we can have this special revelation completely? And we, we have been looking what's the final stage for people that has been going against God? How many times? Many times. He's just calling us here again and saying, come. Behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he had made in the earth. He made war to cease into the end of the earth. He's going to make everything to cease. And that's something really important for us to know. And one of the biggest promises that we are having as Christians is that there's a time that we're going to be with the Lord and nothing else is going to be there. No tears, no fears. Because we will see God face to face. And that's the big promise of the gospel. That's why all of us are here today worshiping God. That's why the Holy Spirit is working inside of us just to, to show us that Christ has been getting something for us to be with us forever. Verse 9, he made war to cease into the end of the earth. He break the bow and cut the spur in, in sunder. He burned the, the carrier on the fire. He just was destroying everything. God is more powerful that, than anything on the earth. On the way that he started, God is, 
you can see here everything that God is and everything that God is able to do. It's really good for us to know that the person who is next to us, the person who is with us, as, as and I uh, start the preaching, it's really good to know that the man who is with us on this boat is Christ. Do you imagine what it would be just for you? Probably some of you just have been riding in one of those cars. I have never been and I don't want to try. But there's, there are cars that I know that they are self-drive here in the States. I don't know if some of you have been in one of those. But for me, that's like really impossible. <laughs> Do you imagine just to go in a car that that car do not have a driver? <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I'm like, well... If, if I am there, I'm safe because I know that, you know, when to turn and everything like that. But those people that just ride in those cars, I think they need to have a, be a very, very big faith. <laughs> and I would like to be like those people that ride in those cars, but not about the car, but about God. I want to live in a world knowing that everything that is happening is like going in those cars between 100 cars on the highway and everything like that, and those cars stop when there's a person and this and that. I don't want to try. But for me, it's really good to know that I'm in a world that the pilot of that car is God. And he knows the best when to stop, when to continue, when to turn, when to do everything. Come and see everything that he's doing. He makes everything to stop. He has been doing everything of that. Verse 10 says, be still and know. You need to know. And that's the more important part. Spurgeon summarized faith in Spanish, it's 3C. In English, I, I need to translate them. I don't know. In, in English, I don't know the, the right words. I, I was just trying to find them, and I didn't get it. So it's knowledge, believing, and trusting. So that's faith. You need to know God. How do you know God? Because you need to know who he is to trust in him. So if you know who the person is, then you're going to believe in him. And if you believe in him, then you're going to trust in him. Today it was like the deacon here of the church, he went to pick me up. And at the church they said, oh yes, somebody's going to pick you up. And I was like, yes, but I don't know who that person is. Oh, yes, you will know. No, I will not know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so then I said to another person, okay, do you know who is picking up me? Oh, well, yes, I know. Okay, can you bring me to that person? Oh, yes, of course. So then he brought me to the person, and here, here it was, and okay, come, you go here. But if I don't know 
who the person is, I will not get in a car and just go wherever. So that's why part of everything, how to know who is in charge, is because we need to study every day more. And we need to read the Bible and just know who is this God that at the beginning of the psalm said, God is. What he is. Do you know what God are you believing? Do you know who is that God that is bringing water and is doing this and is doing that and who, who is doing everything? You need to know that God. And the result of knowing him is going to bring you to believe in him. And when you believe in him, you're going to trust in him your life. So sometimes we are just looking how bad is the world. Yes, the world is going to be bad always. That's the sad news of all of this. The Bible is putting in, in the New Testament that everything is going from bad to worse. And we cannot imagine what it would be to be worse. But the world is going that bad. But what we need to know is that there's this God of the Bible saying, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Do you know what that God can do for you? Do you know how many things he can put in place? How often are you reading your Bible to know more about God? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. He's going to be exalted. At the end of everything, everything is for his glory. One of the five alone is to God be the glory. It's not ours. We enter into the problem and sometimes we think that we solve the problem. No, we didn't do anything good. It was God doing everything in our favor. He will be exalted on the earth. Everything is, or, and everything is going to be under his feet. Because all the glory belongs just, just to God. This water just coming out of his throne, the salvation that we're getting... The grace just coming out of God. That's amazing for us. That's nothing that we can solve. That's nothing that we can, that we can just try to make. There's no peace that we can get through doing something. Everything needs to come just through God. And he's the only one who can accomplish everything for us. We just see... And somebody just tell us that, no, there's a hurricane coming. Everybody start buying everything at the store and, and this and that. And everybody just get really trust in the Lord. That's really difficult. We trust in the Lord after we just get everything solved. Or when we, don't, when, when we cannot solve it, then we just go and say, well, can you pray, please? 
Verse 11, the Lord of the host is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Again, he's saying the same words than the beginning. That means that is really important. If you have been thinking that you're alone on this earth, if you have been just thinking that everything is a mess and everything is really bad, and like nothing can be solved, God is saying, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He's not a, a very good help when everything is okay. Part of the gospel that many churches today is just teaching is that Christians, they, they don't get in trouble. You just declare and you just go and you just say and the world is going to be magnificent, okay? Just declare it and it, and it will happen. That, that's not what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying that all of us are going into a world that this world is really bad. And, and it's going from bad to worst. And he has been describing everything of like that. And the best part, the one that I really like the most, is that one where he, where he said, come and see everything that I have been doing. Just come and see. And when he's calling us to come and see, it's because there's something that was going on, and it's something that God is doing. And the best way for us to see God is every time we see a difficult situation, but God solve it. That's the best thing for my life. Every time I just see how God, something that was like really complicated, he just come and do it right. Then I just go and I say, Psalm 46 is true. But it's not true because I say it's true because all the glory belongs to God. It's not because of me. It's because of God. But we're going to become more and more like that at the time that we know who is our God. So like summarizing or getting everything together, I just want you to go home and, and just know, study about God. Get to know God better through his word. And in that way, every time you're, you're just going to go into bad things, and that's our daily plate, bad things, bad news, bad situations, we need to, go to know that even everything can be the worst, there's God with, with us in our boat. Never think that you are alone. Even in the worst of the days, God is going to be with us forever. And that's what he has been promises to us through the Bible. And I believe God. So be confident in God. Trust in him. And all the glory in everything. When you see things that God has been solving, all the glory, give it to God. Father, we come in front of your presence giving thank you. 
Thank you for the way that you reveal to us in your word. Thanks for working in our heart. Thank you for being here as your church gathering together to worship your name, to know more about you. Help us to understand everything and to put it in our heart and in our head to work in your steps and to continue glorifying your name forever. In Jesus' name.